live from our respective apartments, it's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narber, and Chris Darkham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. It's a spooky event tonight because we're talking about Halloween, baby. Boo. <gasps> you scared me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you. But it is a very special Halloween episode. And it's also the semifinals of season three. Honestly, these are maybe my two favorite episodes that we've seen so far in season three. Is it wrong to say this might be the greatest stretch of Dancing with the Stars to date? And arguably one of the greatest stretches the show ever sees? Amen. Amen, sir. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I am so excited to talk about these dances. I'm so excited to talk about these dancers. I think truly this is such a good final four. And I know that we've touched on that previously, but like what great people we get to talk about tonight. I was just so pumped up watching these episodes. I got so excited over so many things. It's it's really a thrilling couple hours of television because of how high the bar is. Katie, I loved this. I loved this so much. I had so much fun watching these episodes. I cried, I laughed, I cheered, I felt all of the emotions. Like, I kind of want to stick a pin in this for two weeks from now. Uh-huh. So... We have had some discussions a little bit on the pod and certainly some off the pod about season three and about how excited we've been about this final four. Even if you include Jerry, the final five, like how strong the season has been. And yet there's something that kind of fades from your mind once it's, once you're not watching it. Yep. But this final stretch this end game of season three might have just turned it into a how do people not talk about season three as one of the peaks i know it's so good it's so okay we're gonna have to put a pin in this because we could go on for like 45 minutes just discussing this and we already did in preparation for the podcast passionate people can't you tell well it's easy to be passionate when the execution is so high the execution level that all of these contestants and pros are bringing to the table right now how can you not just get jazzed up about it all it's just kind of funny like it's just funny thinking about my thoughts on our first contestant and the first dance in particular that we have to talk about. So you're like, the execution is everything. <laughs> and then the first things that are about to come out, like she didn't really execute it all that well. <laughs> well, there's a lot to be said about this first dance from this person. Um, so we'll get into it. It is week eight of season three. It is October 30th of 2006 
So, you know, we're going all in on Halloween, not to the level that Dancing with the Stars will go in on Halloween in the 17 through 20 seasons, um, which I liked. I liked that it was a more understated Halloween event. 100% agreed. I I think, honestly, if Samantha was not in the quote-unquote costume that she was in, you wouldn't necessarily know that it was a fully Halloween episode. Samantha's outfit. I'm not sure I understood what it was going for. And Me yet... Neither. And yet it worked. It Like, her hair was so high. And I was yep. like, is this going for, like, Bride of Frankenstein? But it's but not. she was in, like, a red dress, wasn't she? Yeah, it was, like, red and black-ish. And, but, and yeah. like, the hair was like sort of like unkempt frizzy high but it was i liked it (laughs) yeah she looked hot like she looked hot so all of the dances each of well most of the dances went big on like the music theming was halloweeny there were a lot of costumes one couple didn't really get into the halloween spirit but we'll talk about them. So our first contestant. Mm-hmm. It is our fourth place finisher. The star of the Emmy winning <laughs> high school musical. It's Monique Coleman and Louis Van Intensite. Starting off, their first dance of the night was a tango. They had Kenny Ortega come in and talk to her. <laughs> Oh, no, they didn't have Kenny Ortega come in. They had Emmy-winning Kenny Ortega (laughs) come in. And I got really excited because... He's an Emmy winner? We all know Dirty Dancing is the light of my life, and I am happy anytime I get to see Kenny... Excuse me, anytime I get to see Emmy-winner Kenny Ortega on my screen, I'm a happy girl. Um... And they they did touch on how a lot of Monique's fans are. It's a younger fan base. They showed her going to a children's hospital. It was a very, like, pleasant um, package for her, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we've touched on this whole season. It felt a little PR controlled. Mm -hmm. But at this point, you just kind of learn to roll with it. Nice to watch her interacting with the children and things like that because let's be real, like High School Musical was like I was in fifth grade, I think, when it came out, and that was like everyone in the talent show did a High School Musical song or whatever. Like, there's a reason that she's going out and talking to children because that's her her audience. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Monique, in this package, she utters words that are going to become her doom with the judges. Because she talks a lot about how this season Louis has been giving her harder choreography in a lot of ways than some of the other professionals have given their partners. Mm-hmm. That he is treating her like a professional dancer, like he would treat a partner. Mm-hmm. And you can say that's very true of the way Louis approached the previous two seasons. Absolutely for better or for worse for him Mm -hmm. um and in general monique has done a good job of 
keeping up with that. Sometimes it's caused them a lot of stress, sometimes some difficulty, what have you. And Monique says she wants to be given this level of difficulty because if they didn't, if they made it easier and she scored highly, she wouldn't feel that she would be earning it. She wants to earn it, mm -hmm. which is a great philosophy. Absolutely. To win a competition and to do a better dance, that is not a great philosophy. It just depends, because I would argue, like, last season, Stacy's um, Stacey's dances were very difficult, and she was executing them very well. So, like, it just depends. Like, some people it works, some people it doesn't. And unfortunately for Monique and the tango, sorry to spoil it, but it didn't work. You need to learn, you need to be able to know when to cut your losses. Yes. And this one felt like Louis knew where he wanted to go with it. Monique mm -hmm. knew where she wanted to go with this. And they would, they refused to compromise from that. Yeah. Even if it might've been clear that they weren't going to reach that. Yeah. M Monique talking about that philosophy in the package is going to get echoed back to her in dare I say brutal fashion? Oh, it was. It was. I I finished the dance and felt borderline uncomfortable. And like, I couldn't quite tell because truly there were parts of Monique's tango, which was her first dance of the night again. There were parts of it that I loved. When they were moving across the floor together, there were parts that I was like, this is working. But the I don't know if I can say the majority. There were parts that worked very well. There were parts that crashed and burned and did not work. So it was this weird, we were like, I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Like that's, and you can't leave a dance feeling that way. I don't think I ever got into like, I hate it territory, mm -hmm. but you could see that it wasn't working. And yeah. I, I so respect them. I respect them as a duo for saying, we want to earn this. We want to do great. We want this. Mm -hmm. But again, I feel like they had to know because they didn't look like devastated when they heard things from the judges. No, they looked no. like, yep, we know. Yeah. And but there's something to be said about like when we talked with Edita and how Edita said like, when she hears things from the judges, she's like, I know that they're not doing, you know, I know that they're not pointing their feet, whatever, like, you don't need to tell me that. So I, I think you're absolutely correct. They, they went into it knowing this isn't going to end well. Yeah. And the problem is it, it also isn't necessarily, it wasn't a tango that was like big and flashy would have gotten a lot of votes mm -hmm. from America and you kind of sacrifice one for the other. It felt like doing all the difficulty, doing all the content was a play for the judges that just didn't pay off. Mm -hmm. And they had to know it wasn't paying off earlier. Like, I know it would have been hard to re-choreograph some sections to take some things out, but you kind of had to. 
Yeah. It just is so, it's so different from what we've seen from Monique. Because mm-hmm. even if she's had dances that we haven't loved or whatever, it feels like typically the execution is there. And so I think that's why this one hit as hard as it did. Is because I was like, but you're not even doing your parts well like mm-hmm. it it just it was not a great dance on any front i think one thing that i noted that made it feel worse mm-hmm. the outfit that she was in for this tango was not a dress it was basically a leotard like thing that really you could see every inch of her legs. Yeah. And that ended up being a huge detriment because sometimes her leg placement, just the way she was like bending her knees looked very awkward. It would have been very different if her legs had been covered up by a, by material. Well, and Carrie Ann makes that same point. Yeah. Because I think the dance might've played better in that case. If you couldn't, if the mistakes were not so highlighted. Well, because the mistakes were her legs. If you can't see, like, her knees, if you can't see everything that's happening and how they just kind of look awkward, Mm -hmm. I think that helps the dance. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah, I agree. We're talking about this like it is a train wreck of a dance. It's not. There are some flashes, once again, of brilliance. Like, that ending section where they are doing such quick leg movements. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really good. Yeah. But it often didn't hit that level. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, it, it was a shame that it happened at this point in the game. Because I think earlier in the season, she could afford to make a mistake like this dance. Mm-hmm. But when you're up against the three guys that you're up against and it's, you know, we're a week, two weeks away from the finale, this is not the time to push yourself that hard if you can't execute it. Yeah, that in the end is kind of the thing. This was not the time for a mistake like this because mm-hmm. you kind of knew you had to be perfect to move on to the semifinals. And instead, straight eights. Yep. Which was borderline overscored, maybe the right score. I don't know. I I thought it was the right score because as hard as I'm being on a lot of it, when it was really good, it was was so strong. Yeah. So an eight felt right to me. Mm -hmm. But good news, we are all up and up from here. Yes, we have we only are. we have only good dances to talk about now. Because let's cha cha cha, baby! For their steamy Latin round dance, their cha cha to the Ghostbusters theme was a major step up. Yes, I thought it was so much fun. I thought she had fantastic hip action. Um, I, it was just a fun dance. Like, it was it was what you knew Monique could do. I don't think it was her best dance of the season. No. Despite getting no. the highest scores that she sees over the course of the season. But it was fun. It was 
it felt kind of like what the som- their samba could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where not only was she having fun, but she was executing something that felt traditional, that felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I know why they had like the Ghostbusters jumpsuits on because they're doing Ghostbusters, but they, like Louis tore his off right before the music started and hers gets torn off like less than five seconds into the dance. Yeah. What's the point? What I is the know. point? I don't know. I have literally no idea. Um, I will say I give her a lot of props for leaving the criticisms on the floor and mm-hmm. for not letting it carry over into her cha-cha because she does come out and she crushes it. And like, I think it could have been so easy for her to get in her head and to get discouraged and to not go out there and perform. And she she crushed it. She crushes her cha-cha. But I think she benefits. Again, it seemed like they knew they were going to get bad critiques for that first dance. Agreed. Agreed. So if you go in expecting that, you can say, well, I know our second dance is better. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be fine. If they had, if that had not been expected, if they had been like blindsided by the judges Mm -hmm. disliking that tango. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think this dance could have been disastrous. Mm -hmm. I saw a few I could not tell if they were mistakes. Um, towards the beginning of the dance, Louie has her arms and she drops down. And I couldn't tell if she was meant to do like the splits between his legs. I wondered that too. I don't think she was. I because I, I went back and watched it again. Yeah. He didn't appear to have enough space in between his legs for that okay um but it it was hard to tell because they cut to like a side camera but based on the seconds before and after i don't think there was but it made it look a little awkward because it was just her dropping into a squat yeah so there was a couple of very small things like that that kind of like for me like i'm happy that it got the score that it did but i was a little bit like well i just saw like a few minor things because i also kind of thought he might have dropped her at the end there was kind of a weird ending yes the ending was very weird my one kind of note was monique was performing very well mm-hmm. she was performing her style louis when he dances i mean we call him Louis Van Intensite because he can be an intense dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really like hitting his moves really hard, which was different from Monique. Mm-hmm. So looking at the two of them together, they were both like, they were in sync. They were like the same angles. They were this, yeah. but it didn't look right because they were dancing stylistically just a little too different. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun watching it. It Same. was a joy, and it was really exciting to see not only Monique get her first tens of the season, Louis got his first tens of the series. Yes, which is kind of crazy to think about. Because Lisa Rinna was robbed of at least a couple tens. Absolutely, she was. So Monique scores a 29 on her cha-cha. 
a nine from Carrie Ann and tens from the boys. And Monique ends the Halloween night with a total score of 53 out of 60. It puts her in fourth place on the leaderboard, just right behind second place, which was a tie for second. Um, unfortunately, we see her leave the competition after this week. I think we've said a lot of things about Monique. Our mm -hmm. relationship with her has been up and down of times yeah. of really loving her, of sometimes feeling a little bit distant. But I think Monique is a great addition to this season because her approach to the competition is like we said, she wants to be a great dancer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to the detriment of winning the competition, but you can tell that her aim is I'm in this to dance. And that yes. makes her a really interesting contestant. Makes her a fun contestant to watch. Mm -hmm. And she delivered some really strong performances a great i really do think she's a great role model for young people absolutely and you know what monique can't wait to see you in the sequel to the emmy winning high school musical high school musical 2 the next summer did high school musical 2 win any emmys i doubt it i highly doubt it I remember liking High School Musical 2. No, I like High School Musical 2 maybe more than High School Musical 1. I I agree. I think some of the music, while it's very much like, okay, here's the new version of the song from the first one, I think some of the songs are better. Mm -hmm. Even though it is very similar to the first one. Yeah. Ugh. The Emmy nominated High School Musical 2. Mm. Mm. Outstanding choreography for Emmy winner Kenny Ortega, uh, Bonnie <laughs> Story, and Charles Clapow, and then Outstanding Children's Program. It did not win either this time. Okay. So, Monique, so glad to know ye. Peace out. <laughs> I'm taking my bra. <laughs> Is it because we're done talking about the female and it's time to talk about the men? Yeah, that's literally the only reason. Okay, next up. The Lawrence Brothers make an appearance. We get not one, not two, but all three of the Lawrence Brothers in rehearsal. Not enough Matthew Lawrence. Not enough Matthew Lawrence. And how dare Andy Lawrence hit on Alec Mazza's fiance. I love that Andy Lawrence was like the cute one because he was the child. Yeah. And they're all adults now. They're all grown up now. And now he's like grown up and it's just like you can't it, it still do like the cutesy like okay like i'll kind of do the i i don't know it was it was a little strange to me about how much of a focus yeah. was on andy lawrence hitting on edita 
when Ed and I has been like I have a fiance like it was it was just an odd it would be different if like Ed and I was keeping her relationship with Alec like under wraps or whatever but like mm-hmm. she's been very vocal about the fact that she is going to be married and like if you want to make a comment because they did uh, like make a joke like oh he gets to spend all this time with Edita. Yeah. Like, oh poor him like that's okay because she is a beautiful woman yeah but <laughs> To literally turn the the brothers are here segment into Andy dances a little bit with Edita and is like, ooh, Edita. Yeah, it was it was an odd one. Especially at the expense of the hottest of the Lawrence brothers. He's the hottest. He is absolutely the hottest. So their tango led off Halloween week. Mm-hmm. And they went for the Adams family. Katie, what did you think of this tango? So I did not care for the messing about at the beginning. Was that my cup of tea? Um, I think the costume kind of worked against him at times because he had a higher neckline with his dress shirt. Um, and so I felt like I like I thought his shoulders were coming up at times and then I was like well I don't know if it's his shoulders or if it's just this stark white neckline going on so like I I kind of spent a lot of time watching that um I think that I liked the bottom half of his dancing like the footwork more than I liked the upper half but overall a very enjoyable tango yeah I thought it was well danced i thought it was fun Mm -hmm. i didn't necessarily care for the whole thing but i couldn't argue with how good it was yeah yeah because i mean she was in like morticia adams long dark hair they were doing a tango and i'm thinking okay like the 90s Adams Family movies like let's give us like Morticia and Gomez doing a tango let's do something really interesting and instead the music was like zany wacky Adams Family theme that you'd expect with like slide whistle and sound effects and like you said there was a little bit of messing about here and there there were times where it was just felt it wasn't tango enough it wasn't like fiery passion to me i agree i would 100 percent agree the music was leading in a little sillier adam's mm-hmm. family way mm-hmm. they they did really well mm-hmm. at it but i wanted like you know what make it sound more tango you can still do adam's family but don't give me the sound effects give me like give me Gomez and Morticia being like madly in love. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they weren't trying for that. So it wasn't the direction I wanted the dance to be. I didn't really care for it, but it was very well danced by him. He looks very good at the tango. He's just a lot of fun. They are both a lot of fun to watch dance. So even when I'm like, oh, you know, I like the bottom half more than I like the top half. Like, I I didn't actively dislike his dance. Like, he is still always just a delight to get to watch. Mm-hmm. Because together? They're perfect. 
They're perfect. Mm-hmm. Forever dance partners. Yes. So their tango scores a 28. They get a 10 from Carrie Ann. And Edna looked shocked when Carrie Ann threw up that 10. And that was really fun to get to see just pure joy and excitement out of their eyes. Mm-hmm. I just love seeing Edita's joy with Joey. I know. I love them together. I do. They just have it when they dance yep. together. You can't teach it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So their second dance from of the night, a paso doble. Didn't work for me. Oh, hot take. Tell me more. Tell me more. I I had no sympathy for the devil from this dance. <laughs> um so they kept raving about Edita's costume, which mm-hmm. like felt vaguely as little material as possible for like a pirate woman costume. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I might describe it. Um mm-hmm. However, she did have a nice cape skirt. He had a lot of cape work in this dance as well, because mm-hmm. he had his own cape, which really worked for me. Mm-hmm. However, personally, it felt like Joey was almost going for like a Mick Jagger swagger to it. Mm-hmm. Because when you're doing the stones, okay, I get it. Yeah. I can understand how Joey especially would do that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't feel right for a Pasadoble posture. No, I think that the song actively worked against them, and I think that the song choice ruined the dance. Well, the song choice didn't help, but I I thought in addition to that, it just was so hodgepodge. Okay. It it felt like a lot of things kind of thrown in there. So as a pasta doble, didn't work for me. I did not hate it. Once again, I yeah. I did not hate it. Yeah. But their their tango was much better. I appreciated that we started off with both of them doing cape work. I was like, yes, let's go. I feel like we've made the comment where like we're not seeing enough cape work in the pasos so far in the series. Um, I thought it took him a little while to warm up in the stance. But I loved, like, the move where they were, like, on their knees, like, sliding across the floor. Like, I loved that part of it. But um, I just didn't, I I didn't think that the song worked for a pasta doble for me. It absolutely didn't. But I don't think they did any favors either with what they they did. I don't know. The whole thing just felt like a mess. Yeah. So it scored a 26, a 9, an 8, and a 9. Which gave them a 54 out of 60 for the night, mm-hmm. tied for second place, one point ahead of Monique. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to slightly change our format mm-hmm. for a reason you're going to hear in a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is us changing things on the fly. Oh, See, it is easy to do. Monique and Louie. Uh, <laughs> um, we are going to finish 
talking about what happened in Halloween week before we move to the semifinals. Mm -hmm. So we will resume chat on Joey in a little bit. Yes. So let's talk about Mario and Karina. Mario and Karina dance a waltz to start Halloween or to start their Halloween week. And this one was very different in its Halloween theming. It was like in concept, Karina is a ghost and Mario is like her lover who is saying goodbye to her. And it was dreamy. It was like a little bit dark, but really lovely. It was so good. It was beautiful. It was, why am I like getting emotional describing it? (laughs) It just, it was one of his best dances. I was so, they sold me on it. They sold me on every second. Slightly different reaction over here. I still really liked it. Like, I'm not saying that like, I didn't like it or anything like that. Like I still really enjoyed the dance, but I felt like, there wasn't a ton in hold and I would have liked to have seen more in hold. Um, and I felt like in this one, I was really, really noticing his clipped movements. I did not think it was, it was flowy in a sense, but it was also a very staccato waltz and very clipped. So it just didn't all like smooth together for me. Um, but I, I still really enjoyed it. I loved that she was in all white. He was in all black. I loved the costuming. Like there was just certain parts of it that were working, weren't working for me. I didn't really get the clipped movements in this one. I just, in concept, in choreography, in Mm -hmm. performance, I just thought it was gorgeous. And I was nervous going into it because their package really shows the pressure weighing on both Mario and Karina because they are putting so much pressure on themselves to be perfect, to win, to make it. And it kind of makes both of them like snipe at each other. It makes both of them just, it feels like they are about to crack. It feels like a very Karina heavy package where it really felt like she was, because they talked about how like she is tired and how, you know, she's really feeling the pressure. So it definitely felt like there were a lot, there was a lot at stake here for mm-hmm. sure. So the judges, 9, 9, 10, 28. And then we move on to the Latin round. Uh, Samba. Katie. Did this one leave you feeling superstitious or did you just think it was super stitious? Okay. I think it was my favorite routine of his up to this point. But it's, it's incredible. Not one samba roll. Not, not one samba roll. So wrong when you have Mario and Karina and you don't give me a samba roll. I know, Katie. I was thrilled by it. It's so good. And I was just like, his 
hips, his leg movements, his body rolls. Everything Everything incredible. Why could you not give us one? Not even like, not even a smidgen of one. Not even a, not even a fake out of one. They were doing their legs up together. You know that move. Which where they, like, I love. I love it, like the you yeah. like raise your knee and like yeah. do that. I Looked love gorgeous. those. Gorgeous. And I thought I thought they were gonna go from that into a samba roll. I did too. I did too. And then they did it, and I was like, "You sons of witches, to tease me like that and not give me a samba roll? How dare you!" Maybe if they had done a samba roll, Len would have felt transported to Mardi Gras. Probably would have. That's probably what Len needed. I just, I loved it. I love him, Katie. I love him. Katie, I love him. He is so much fun to watch. He really is. Like, he is... I don't have the level of love that I do for Emmett that I do with Mario. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like then it, it makes me come across as like kind of harsh with Mario. And I don't mean to be because like I really enjoy Mario. Katie, same. Just reverse who we're talking about. I, I know. I know. It's how we always are. But he he really did look like he was having so much fun in his samba, which mm-hmm. made me have so much fun watching him. It's just, it's incredible what he does yeah. in this week, what he like always does. Yeah. 10, 9, 10, 29. He gets 57 out of 60 for this week, yeah. which puts him a full three points ahead of second place which is yep not insignificant and finishing out our halloween week it is the couple that refuses to do anything halloween related it's emmett and cheryl motherfork and burke i didn't understand why are their yeah, costumes no halloween they have like yes you could say their song choices because they dance a foxtrot to witchcraft and they dance a rumba to the song Spooky. But literally, no costuming yeah. choices. Literally, no content at all have any Halloween connections at all. But how do you do... I know how you can do, like, a Halloween rumba. But, like, how do you do a Halloween foxtrot? Well, I wouldn't... I did not mind the foxtrot when I was like, okay, they're doing witchcraft and... They're not really doing a lot with witchy things, but it felt okay. But then they did a second dance the exact same way. And that's where I was like, okay, you didn't give me anything. Like, I mean, how do you do a Halloween waltz? Karina is dead and a ghost. There you go. How do you do a how do you do a Halloween samba? Karina's in like a Mardi Gras costume. There you go. Karina's a ghost again. Boom! There you go. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's you do a-, a Halloween tango. Boom! Karina's a ghost. There you go. <laughs> like, the, th- the thing is, you don't really need to go that hard in, like, how to do Halloween. Like, just give me a little bit of costume. Give me a little bit of something. 
Just give me a ghost. That's all I need. Just give me a ghost. <laughs> like, they couldn't have just put, like, in the if there are no ghosts, why <laughs> Like in in their Halloween. I know party. you're a witch, but why are you a ghost? I need a ghost. <laughs> like in their Halloween foxtrot, could they not just like? Why isn't Sherilyn like a black dress? Start with a black witch hat. Throw it off at the start. There you go. That's all you needed. It's all you needed. <laughs> I hate that you're just looking like you're about to say. But Chris, she's a ghost. <laughs> um, okay, so back to back to Emmett's Foxtrot. Um he okay, I I am going to say I love it about every dance that Emmett does. It doesn't matter how good the dance is, I'm gonna love it. So like <laughs> I loved this. I smiled through the whole thing. But I noticed mistakes. Mm -hmm. He definitely was doing some very questionable arm movements, which he gets called out on by the judges. And I think it's good that they call him out on it because I think it does help him. Um, I think that he got off a little bit when he should have been in sync, but the timing was a little off, but like it was still flowing. It was still a good dance. And once again, they did not do enough in hold. Are you ready for something shocking? I you think I, it. I think I liked it more than you did. Oh well, okay. I smiled through the whole thing. So, <laughs> I thought he looked so right. It was so debonair. It it was so right. He just yeah. looked correct. He moved so well with her. I did think he lost some of his energy in the second half, which caused a little bit of mistake, but I didn't necessarily see as much fault as you might have. I just thought it was like, well, you had this great posture, you had this great style to it, and we kind of were falling a bit away from that in the second half. But I thought it was one of his best dances of the season i think it was one of his best dances i think his mamba last week was really flipping good and i think his waltz okay i, I get it you love his job. you loved his waltz we get it <laughs> it made me emotional he cry it made me feel every feeling under the sun and i cannot nor i i will not apologize fair so for that foxtrot 889 for a score of 25 and then they do their rumba where cheryl refused to be a ghost to spooky <laughs> katie we know you love rumbas and what a what a great choice for a Halloween week to do a rumba. So what did you think of this one? Okay. It was a faster song than I'm used to for rumbas. Mm -hmm. Um but I felt good connection and chemistry between them. I thought his hips were unbelievable. 
unbelievable. The way that those hips could move. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, <laughs> I didn't necessarily feel like seduction between them, but I definitely felt good partnership between them. I will agree. Technically, I thought he was dancing very well. I do think it was too fast of a song. So it meant that it wasn't particularly sensual. Yeah. But honestly, if every rumba was like that, I would enjoy rumbas. That's fair. I guess rumbas in some ways just yeah. need to be a smoother Latin style dance. Yeah. But when when we're told so often they're supposed to be the bedroom dance, I'm like, even though I don't like that, that's what I have to be looking for. Yeah, I, I get that point. I understand that point. Dude, you not like this rumba? It, it was another case of it wasn't exactly a dance for me, but I recognized that he did it very mm -hmm. well. Sort of like the Joey okay. Tango. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't argue the score, but it it wasn't it wasn't for me. I really appreciated backstage. Mm. Backstage with Samantha. He talks about how he is working, you know, really hard. And he says, but so is everybody who's here. Well, Samantha was also just asking super tough questions to him. That she is like, if you're here next week, who do you want to be competing against? Oh, yeah. What a question. <laughs> Emmett, if you had to eliminate somebody, who would you eliminate? Uh, who would it be? <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm not going to answer that. Because <laughs> I think we all deserve to be there. Like, yeah, what, what answer do you expect? But uh, this dance no. scored a 9 from Carrie Ann, a 10 from Bruno, and I believe Len Goodman's first, I wish I could give it an 11. Yes, it was. And I swooned. Would not have been my first 11, but... So we are ending Halloween. We have to bid Mokadu. And it's sad, but, you know, we understand it. We have a leaderboard going into the semifinals with Mario soundly on top with a score of 57 out of 60. And the two boys trailing behind tied for 54 out of 60. So as we go into the semifinal with what Joey dubs two bald heads and a pair of dimples duking it out, we're in the semis, baby! The Halloween episode is very, very good. Yes. This semifinals, election night, 2006, is outstanding it is truly an impeccable hour so this episode was only an hour um they aired a half hour recap episode ahead of time uh basically kind of going over the season to date and then did an hour live performance show and what an hour it is 
it's unbelievable. So the, the couples seemingly get to pick the two dances that they would like to perform. Mm-hmm. I don't like quite call them redemption dances. It just seems like just two dances they would like to pick to show their growth over the season. Um, have a ballroom round and a Latin round. Yes. That's one thing I like about this season is it's so it in the mm-hmm. in the back half of the season, it is really firmly there is a Latin round and a ballroom round. And I really like that. Yep. I do too. Yeah, they're they're not redemption dances. Some couples chose a dance as a redemption of sorts. And mm-hmm. a couple of people were picking dances to play to their strengths. There might be one dance that I have no idea why it was chosen. But we'll get there. We'll get there. First couple out of the gate in week nine are Mario and Karina, who are doing a redemption dance. They are repeating yes. a tango. Now, the style of this episode is they are not doing the exact same dance as before they are doing the same style with different music different choreography different costumes different everything um yes yes and the first time they did a tango was uh the week three everybody's breaking the rules week so the first time they got a 22 but they they performed they performed a wonderful tango that night. Mm-hmm. It was just a very big rule-breaking wonderful tango. Yeah. So that's where like the judges all kind of talk like, oh, this felt like a big old risk because you know how we scored it last time, blah, blah, blah. And like, you didn't score it poorly because he couldn't dance a tango. You scored it poorly because they didn't follow rules. As long as he follows the rules, he should be just fine. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird case of it is both a redemption and playing to his strengths. Yes, I agree. And what a strength. What a way to launch off the semifinals. Katie, this dance is incredible. It is incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I have to caveat with saying... I think I maybe preferred the first one a little bit more. And I can't quite place my finger on why. Maybe it was because they knew they were breaking the rules. But like, there was just something about the first one that I liked a little bit more than this one. But this was an incredible dance. I loved the move that it started with when he's like on his knees like slinking backwards from Karina. Like I loved it. So I find it curious you liked the first one better because you know I loved that. I raved about it and I also ranted about the fact that they broke the rules. Um, Yeah. So in the package they show a clip of the rule breaking and again they okay. show that first horrible one where it looks like he like falls over and like rolls yeah. over her which again remains so awkward and i don't understand what they were going for and so like that move itself is the reason that i could never like that tango more yeah 
This one, chef's kiss all the way. Like, they they start before the music starts that they, like, move yeah. into position and she, like, rolls down him. And it's, like, so cool and so great. And then the dance starts and it's whatever Lola wants. And he is so sharp. His feet are going wild. It, like, they do these wild flourishes at the end that are yeah. just almost Argentinian tango style. It just, what a dance. I was, I was enthralled by it. Karina was so good in this dance. I thought Karina was impeccable in this dance. And like, I'm not discrediting Mario, but like, she deserves a shout out because she was incredible. There was so much passion between them. There was so much, like, it was a fiery tango. And mm -hmm. I loved their, like, feet, leg movements where they were, like, intricately, like, in between each other. Yes. It, was, it was so good. It was it's so that good. Argentine tango thing where, like, they do, like, the kicks in between each other's legs. Like, I always yes. love that. It was so good. And I got so excited yeah. when... It begins, Carrie Ann flips up her paddle and she stands up and says 10. And then uh -huh. Len flips up his and stands up and says 10. And I was like, I am pumped. Yeah. Katie, I love Mario. How do you feel about him? Katie, I would die for him. <laughs> Katie, I would become a ghost for Mario. His second dance of the night, he comes back to his week one cha-cha-cha. I think it's always a great move to do like a week one or two dance. I literally, I am speechless over this dance. It was maybe my favorite dance I have seen in all three seasons up to this point. It was, it, it was everything you would ever want in a cha-cha. They absolutely killed it. It was so sharp. It was so good. It was truly a phenomenal dance. So many of the moves were so cool. I watched it five times. So what you're saying is, it wasn't bad? <laughs> it was indeed, too, Michael Jackson's bad. Um, yeah, it's so good. It is so good. Like, they were so in sync at these, like, quick, intricate moves. Yes. Like, these tiny little motions that they were just getting dead on together. Yes. It was wonderful. Yes. And did you love that ending or what? Oh, absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm not sure I've ever seen a dance end like that. That like they they end like stopping right in front of each other's faces, like angry at each other. And it's so different and exciting. Yep. 
unfortunately for them, Len thought it was a little too Michael Jackson-esque. And so he took off yeah. a point. So it gets them a 29, 59 out of 60 for the week. Um, but it did improve upon their 26 from week one. So you can't mm-hmm. complain. I just thought, what a way to make a statement in the semifinals with those two dancers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To, to revisit the tango and give a rule following tango that was that good was the smartest choice they have made. I personally think Mario and Karina made the best strategic decisions for their dances mm-hmm. out of the three couples because again they did their like week one dance which do something you did early that you know you can do better this time great choice and do one that you play to your strengths that you already did really well on but it also gives you the story arc of look at our redemption so they got yeah. like all three of the things you want out of their two dance choices, which nobody else can do. Karina is a genius. I mean, so is Mario, because they they gave, both had equal weight in in decisions and what a week for them. Mm -hmm. What, What a time to peak like this in the semifinals. But spoiler alert, He's not the only one who's going to peak in the semifinals. No, no, he is not. Let's go on to Emmett and Cheryl, who are performing a waltz. We know Katie loved their first one. Do not roll your eyes at that. Do not roll your eyes at that. Their first one, keep in mind, this is week nine. They are performing their week seven waltz, which they got a 28 the first time they did a waltz. Katie, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to shock all of our listeners, and I know that this is going to be really just surprising, so I hope that everyone is sitting down when they hear this. I loved it. I cried again. I felt all of the feelings. He is so... Oh, good. It was beautiful. Like, it was just simply beautiful. His arms were impeccable. His frame was great. Everything worked in this waltz. It was flowing. It was charming. It was elegant. It was everything that Emma is. It was a very nice waltz uh he he has started to do smooth so well over the course of this season because like we knew he could do fun doing something a little slower like he has shown that improvement surprising no one i i personally thought weirdly like antithetically to make some of the lines really pop I thought he needed to hit a couple moves a little bit harder, which doesn't sound right Mm -hmm. for a waltz, but I thought it needed. 
Um, it's another dance where it's very technically well done. I just don't know how you aren't playing to your strengths all the way. And of the ballroom dances he could choose, the waltz didn't feel mm -hmm. like the one they should have done. I mean, obviously, yes, you don't necessarily want to go like the same level of up-tempo for both dances, but we think he is twinkle toes. He is the energy. That mm -hmm. is who he is. And you did the waltz. That's not really playing to your strengths. However, I suppose if we're thinking like 4D chess, they could be thinking if we get into the finals, what dances, what styles do we want to do? Well, this way they can't give us a waltz again. Mm -hmm. And attitude wise, Emin and Cheryl talk about how the first time they did the waltz, it surprised both of them how well he did at it, and it kind of changed his attitude about dancing the slower stuff. So I get why it felt meaningful why they did it. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it was the right choice. I think you need to play to your strengths more, even though it pays off with the judges, and they do make it into the finals. So what ballroom dance would you have wanted him to do? What ballroom dance do you think is the correct choice? I think I'd like to see a quick step. He's twinkle toes. Or do you save that for finale? That's that is the problem. Because Because honestly, with the cha-cha, I don't know if you pair a quick step with a cha-cha. But I I think a quick step and a cha-cha are very different because I, I mean, obviously you can't do a fox trot again because you just did it last week. No. But yeah. that level of strength is why, like, a quick step is kind of like that. And it's very, it's a very different level of fun from a cha-cha. So that's why I think you can get away with it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But so for me, I don't, the Walt was not what I would think of for Emmett. I, I get that he did very well at it. And I understand yeah. why you liked it. But again, it was not my yeah. cup of tea. No, and I agree. There's something something to be said about doing a dance that you did earlier in the season as well. So right, I'm, because I'm it, it's two it's two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, what level of improvement are we showing? You're really not. Yeah, Mario did week one and week three. Joey yeah. did week two and week six, which I guess. Oh, yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, six I is know. six is like right move at the on. two. Yeah, we we gotta move on. Um, Order. Um, so Emmett and Cheryl, Tell the people, Carrie Ann screwed us out of a thirty. So Carrie Ann gave it a nine, two tens Tell otherwise, people, a twenty nine. It 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 raised one point Boo. since. Boo. It raised one point since two weeks ago when they did a waltz last. So, good job, good effort, good choice. But then they move on to do a cha-cha to dance to the music. The first time they did it, they did a week one dance. I was they got very a 20, nervous. They got a 24 the first time. Why were you nervous? I was very nervous to have two cha-chas back-to-back, especially when Mario killed his cha-cha the way that he did. 
knowing Emmett was on deck with a cha-cha, I was like, oh God, this might not end well. I didn't have the same level of fear because as soon as they announced he was doing a cha-cha, I was like, okay, this is his strengths. This is what he should be doing. Yeah. This is correct. I, mm-hmm. I expected nothing less than what we got from this dance, which was... Perfection. So good. Good strength. Great fun. Great performance. Yep. All around. Just a great dance. It was so much fun to watch this dance. It was so much fun. He looked amazing. He had great hips. He just, again, he exudes happiness. He was having so much fun out there, and I was having fun watching him. Yeah. I I don't have a lot to say about this one other than it was just fun. Like, I I can complain. I can give no complaints. Yeah. It was a little bit more of, like, a proper cha-cha as opposed to Mario's kind of, like, Poppy, mm-hmm. wacky yes. cha-cha. Like and I that, said, like, Mario's cha-cha is probably my favorite. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it, what I was going to say is, like, that should have also given you less pause, knowing that what Mario did was sort of a, again, Michael Jackson-y yeah. cha-cha. You knew Cheryl and Emmett were probably going to do something not that, and they don't. Mm-hmm. So it allows them to feel different, but also both very good. So when the crowd goes absolutely nuts for mm-hmm. this dance, the crowd is so loud for them. And then we get the judges' scores. Carrie-Anne is on her feet. Len is on his feet. Bruno is on his feet. We see another 30 which gives them a 59 out of 60 for the week, which might sound familiar because that's what Mario got. And I can't argue it. I know you maybe would have also wanted a 30 for Mario's cha-cha, but I could also see you wanting a 30 for Emmett's waltz. So either way. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I think you are happy with it being in a tie. I maybe want one more point for Mario's cha-cha, but I also can't fault the tie here. Listen, the tie should have been at 60. That's how I feel. Not incorrect. And (laughs) I... uh, So these two are the two who go on into the finale. But you're going to see why it's possible that might not have happened. Because finally, in the semifinals, we have Joey and Edita, the perfect pair. And Uh they begin with a quick step. The first time they did a quick step, they did it in week two and got a 29. Which is a bold choice. Uh I like the early choice, but you're playing to your strengths. But are you playing to too high a strength? Is there anywhere to go? Oh, an interesting thought experiment. Mm -hmm. I am big mad. I am big mad. Because 
This dance is going to score the exact same way. Carrie Ann gives it a 9, gets a 29. This dance is a 30. This is a 30 dance. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Katie watched the cha-cha over and over again. I watched this dance three times. Okay, Chris. I watched Mario's cha-cha five times. I watched Joey's quick step three times. Like, I, like, this was literally the best hour of dancing we have seen. Truly. This is, it. the semifinals are flat out one of the most astonishing bits of Dancing with the Stars ever. Yes. Yes. It's, it's f- without flaw. And this quick step, I loved it so much. I, I couldn't even take notes the first time because no, I was no. watching like rapt attention. It just, it's old Hollywood. It is Fred and Ginger. It is perfection. They are a stunning pair. It is so quick. It is so classic. It is everything you want in a quick step. Carrie Ann takes off a point because Mm -hmm. they break hold. Len says, yeah, but it was right. (laughs) And Len is like, here's the problem. You do need to be consistent on the rules, but in this dance, it made sense for them to break hold. I wish that Joey wasn't like bouncing up and down, like for a brief second, like asking the audience to cheer before they kind of go into their Fred and Ginger doing side by side, quick steppy moves. But it just okay. like it it made sense for the character, and the music has a big switch in the middle. So that's where I think Len was like, "This yeah. is okay," because. The music feels like it takes a change and it plays to Joey's strengths. It is, Katie, I could wax poetic on this dance for so long because it is incredible. Yeah, it truly is. It's such a good dance. It is like everything about it is so good. I loved Edita's dress. I thought his frame I don't feel like we necessarily give him the props that we that he deserves. He is so good in technical aspects of the dance. His frame was incredible. They were moving so fast. It was a quick, it was what you want from every quick step. I think we don't typically give him enough praise for his dancing because he is very good. But individually, he doesn't necessarily feel as exciting as either Mario or Emmett. But mm-hmm. we we typically praise that he looks so good with Edita because they do. But in this dance, mm-hmm. he just completely holds his own and shows why he is in the semifinals with these two men. Why it's them. Why it was always them. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could have fault with here is during the package when they go on their requisite trip to Disneyland, the person announcing them at Disneyland calls her Edita Slowinska. Rookie move, Disneyland cast member. (laughs) If Edita took you to Disneyland... (laughs) I'm just kidding, we don't have time for that. 
we could talk about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> Instead, the second dance of the night, he performs a, a rumba to the song Eternal Flame. Why? Why a rumba? Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I truly felt so meh about the entire dance. I didn't feel meh about it. I just was like, why a rumba? Especially, and putting him last, ending the night, this incredible night, on a slower dance? Yeah. Was a choice. Um, Yeah, it made no sense. The first time they did a rumba, they did it in week six. They got a 24. The only argument I can see as to why Joey should do a rumba is because typically he has been better at like smoother dances. Mm -hmm. And in Latin, there aren't necessarily a lot that go to those strengths. I might have liked to see him do a paso, but... I I don't know. I you can't do a paso because they did that the week before. I mean, if yep. you if you look at ones, the only thing I could say you could maybe try is doing a jive, but you've already done a quick step. So yeah, the I think the problem they ran into is to play to Joey's strengths. They didn't really have a Latin option. Mm-hmm. But this rumba, it's not how I want to remember him. No. No. But he did very well. He danced it well. She looked beautiful doing it. They yeah. looked beautiful together. I don't have a lot to say about it because we still hate rumbas in 2021. Yeah. But it was it was good. I just will, I will remember him by that quick step. Absolutely. I think all in all, like what I would say about the dance is that clearly he performed it technically very well Mm -hmm. because of the score that it receives. So like good for him. But yeah, it just kind of is such a lackluster way to end his run on the show. And especially because it follows up that quick step. It's kind of a shame. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's a lackluster way to end his run. It's just like, it's very good, but it's not what his strengths genuinely are. Yeah. I mean, obviously they couldn't choose to do, we're going to do our Latin dance first and then our ballroom round. Yeah. They couldn't do yeah. that. But yeah. they needed that to happen. Yep. Um, they, the judges do not stand this time. But as opposed to their 24 the first time, they get a 30. I loved how shocked Edita was. I know. It was so sweet. And she was shocked because she was like, it's a rumba. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chris and Katie hate rumbas 2021. What are you doing giving us a 30? Uh, but they were like so genuinely excited. And all I could think at the end of this episode was... What a true shame that all three of these men weren't in the finals. Honestly. Honestly. 
after Joey's, that, that's the thing too, because I was going to say after Joey's quick step, it feels so wrong to lose him. But like after everyone's performance, I literally don't know who I would pick to lose. Mm-hmm. And because let's take note of that. With that 30, that gave Joey and Edita a combined score of 59. Everyone was tied at 59. Yep. Which I think is, like, unheard of. I can't think of a finale or a semifinal where it ended that way. Mm-hmm. It just, it was neck and neck all the way. Um, Emmett was the last mm-hmm. to be called safe. Joey was eliminated. Um, but what, mm-hmm. what a semifinal. Truly, what an endgame to this season with... Honestly. With the final five on like yes jerry was clearly number five out of there but Mm -hmm. you can't say the last episode with jerry springer on like all all three of those episodes are just spitting straight fire yes yes the level of excitement i have going into this finale despite knowing how it finishes is through the roof I'm so excited to watch. And not to spoil anything, but this time there are no disco freestyles. Thank God. I couldn't handle it. I love this show. (laughs) Chris, you should do a podcast about that. I, I, there are no words. We, I was very repetitive in some of the words I used today because I just don't know how to describe how great these were to watch. How much joy, how much fun. 15 years later, I was still like gasping in delight. I was shouting with joy. Like, I cannot describe to you what an experience it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... If you have found yourself gasping in delight and jumping for joy while listening to our podcast, you can give us a review. You can give us a rating on Spotify. You can tell your friends about us so that they can check it out. We're available on all major streaming platforms. You can also engage with us on the Twitter at JMP pod, or you can find us on the Facebook at just meaningful plastic. We love hearing from you. We like knowing that we're fun dot, dot, dot. Oh, I, I love this. I love this so much. I know. I don't want this to end. Katie, look out behind you. The ghost of Karina Smirnoff is there. (laughs) She's headed over to San Francisco to teach Cheryl how to do a Halloween episode. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we didn't even get into election jokes, which Tom Bergeron was all over. No. This is a a politics-free zone, except for the start of the season when that contestant was on. Anyway, okay, fine. Well, Chris, I love you and I like you. 
Katie, I hear you and I see you. And please remember, stay tuned for ABC's live coverage of the 2006 midterm election results coming up next.